So most of the time for people trying CBD for the first time, it takes a full week of regular use in order to get those receptors like awake again. They're pretty dormant if you haven't been using cannabis products. Welcome back to another week of the Tea Please podcast. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad to share this week's episode with you. This week, we are talking all about CBD. What is it? Where does it come from? Is it good for us? Can it be harmful to us? What are the myths that are still out there surrounding CBD? That's just some of what we get into with this week's episode and this week's guest, which is Brooke Alpert. She's a certified dietitian nutritionist, and she also is a certified holistic cannabis practitioner, and also the co-founder of Daily Habit, which is a CBD brand and a CBD product. Daily Habit and Brooke have been featured in Us Weekly, People, Well and Good, Birdie, all of these great resources, so I was so excited to chat with her and learn a little bit more from her because she has all the credentials, she knows her stuff, she knows what she's talking about, and there's a lot of good information in this episode. This conversation is perfect for someone who has questions about CBD or is using CBD but doesn't know really what form of CBD would be best for you to take, Um, or if you just are interested in learning a little bit more about CBD and what it can do for you, this conversation and this episode is definitely for you. But first, I have to tell you about something that I've been using for over a year now, that really makes the day-to-day a lot better, you know? And I'm talking about Bomba's socks. This is a Shark Tank product. If you watch Shark Tank, then you know, and you probably already have some, but if you don't watch Shark Tank, first of all, you should be watching Shark Tank. It's on Fridays at seven. Before I was even interested in anything entrepreneurial or thinking about starting my own type of anything, I just loved watching Shark Tank because it's like show and tell for really cool stuff that people love. It's just such a fun show and I love to see what people come up with and what new products and stuff are coming out if they do get a deal or even if they don't, sometimes they blow up. But anyway, Bomba Socks was on Shark Tank and I love them. I got a pair of them gifted to me and they are seriously the best socks that I have ever owned for a lot of different reasons. They have this hex technology that goes around like the middle part of your foot that feels really comfy cozy and then they also have like extra padding on the lip of the sock so that you're not like rubbing up against your shoes or anything they even have slippers now they have every single cut that you could ever want they have no show they have ankle quarter calf knee high and they have casual athletic dress socks Whatever sock need you have, I guarantee they have it, and they have it in the best way possible. Just trust me on it, try it, get yourself a pair, and then let me know what you think, but you will be hooked after you try just one pair for a day. You need them. The last thing I'll say to get you on board with these socks is even if you're like, my socks are fine, I don't think that my socks are annoying or uncomfortable, I thought that too. I thought my socks were totally fine, I don't think about this during my day, and then I got a pair of Bomba socks, And I'm telling you, you just don't know what you're missing until you know what you're missing. So you've gotta try them. It just makes the day better when you have these socks compared to regular socks. I promise, go try them. Bomba socks in the show notes on my website. You're welcome. Make sure to give this podcast five stars on whatever you're listening to and drop a positive review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening over there. Or if you're not listening over there, go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review. Really helps get the word out about this podcast and lets people know that this is worth listening to. So if you think it's worth listening to, please consider leaving a review. 
All right, let's get into it with Brooke. I know you talk a little bit about it, but your experience with CBD and how you really got turned on to it and how you got so invested in daily habit in your business now. It's a slightly long story, but I will make it uh, on the shorter side for our listeners' sakes here. But I'm a dietitian. I've been a dietitian in New York City for almost 15 years with a private practice, and it was like my dream job, you know, helping people to lose weight and feel better, and I, I loved what I did. And while I was helping a lot of people in my practice, my husband at home was struggling. And so my husband, Todd, we've been together I guess 16 years now, has this autoimmune disease. And it basically, it, it, the symptoms are very similar to MS, although it's not MS. And it basically, he ends up with a terrible pain in his hands and his legs. Mm. So as the father to our two kids and living in New York City, this is like a very mobile city, right? So like we walk yeah. everywhere. And so, you know, he's, he's legally handicapped and he's, you know, it's a progressive disease and it's, it's very hard to be married to someone that you want to take care of constantly. So the poor guy, I was putting him on any diet I could think of that might help with, you know, inflammation or pain. I would introduce him to any new doctor I would meet. And then um, I eventually put him on something called the Walls Protocol, which is like a really strict diet and lifestyle for MS thinking if it can help MS, it's going to help him. And by the end of it, he was eating like cabbage and liver for most meals. And he, he basically fired me. <laughs> he's like, no more. He's like, he's like, just be my wife. Like you're, don't be my clinician. Let's just, you know, be married couple, you know, parents, you know, let's just do it like that. And, um, yeah, that was like a, a really sort of hard pill for me to swallow because I mean, anyone knows when you care about someone, you want to help them. Right. And then give me the fact that I have the science background and I'm a practitioner that helps people and I couldn't help my own husband was really challenging. You know, my interest in CBD basically came because I stumbled across a really cool article, you know, in one of the research medical journals I was reading, because for me, that's like a good time. <laughs> I found an article about CBD in pain and CBD and its benefits for people with PTSD. So Todd also struggles with PTSD mm. as well as, you know, his chronic pain. And so I asked if he'd be willing to try it. You know, um, I said, eat whatever you want. Like you do you, but just will you add this in? And I found a brand that I thought I could trust. And, um, you know, I was like, I don't know anything about this. I don't, I don't understand CBD. It's made from pot from all I know. And my <laughs> husband is what we call like cannabis friendly, which is a really mm -hmm. just a polite term for a pothead. So he was open. -minded. I mean, we're in Denver, so I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> You've met a few cannabis friendly people too. Yeah. <laughs> so he started taking it and it was a brand called Charlotte's Web, which is also out of Colorado. And it did really incredible things for him. And there was no other changes in his life besides incorporating CBD. And it was super high doses. It was a couple times a day. And so for me, I was just like, something was triggering. Like, I need to know more. Why is this helping my husband? What is this product? And so mm. I did some research. And then I stumbled upon a lot of information about CBD with anxiety. In my practice at that time, I was working with a handful of patients who really were struggling with emotional eating and binge eating behaviors. And so I was like, well, let's give this a try, right? The research was really cool because a lot of emotional eating and binge eating is anxiety, you know, directed stress eating, right? It's all connected yeah. there. And so 
for five of my patients in one month, like ones that I was really struggling with, doing everything I could have been trained to do, everything, every you know, tool in my toolbox to help them, I had like a massive turnaround for them. And that's when I was like, I, I need to, you know, I wasn't comfortable recommending this product anymore when I wasn't like fully trained in it. Like I could do my own research, but like as a clinician, there's yeah. a certain level that you just need of education before I'm comfortable. Right. Yeah. You want like whatever credentials there would be for this type of recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. So I dove in and I became, I, I did this year long certification course and took a test, which I failed the first time, but you know, I'll move on. Um, and I became a, you know, a holistic cannabis practitioner. But the whole time during my studies, I kept going back to CBD and my patient's results, my husband's results. And what I realized was that like, CBD is sort of the ultimate wellness vitamin. And I couldn't find a product that met that you know, criteria there, right? That really felt like it. So I had great products for my husband who struggles mm -hmm. with pain. He needed a medicine, right? Like a medicinal form of CBD. But I didn't find anything that like spoke to me or the majority of my patients who really were just looking to like feel better each day. And that's where I realized there was this big hole in the CBD market where there's tons of great products for someone like my husband or, mm -hmm. you know, people who suffer from severe anxiety, like real illnesses, right? But there wasn't anything for the people who wanted to focus on wellness. Yeah. And that's where I created Daily Habit. I wanted a, a product. I didn't want another pill. I didn't want like a tincture that you poured into your mouth and had to like yeah. hold oil under your tongue. It's just not my jam. I've literally written books against sugar. I couldn't create a gummy, <laughs> you know? So I created a powder that really sort of spoke to what I was looking for. So ours is, it's, our powder is, is a coconut powder base. So you do a scoop into your coffee or my tea that I have here, and it turns into like a non-dairy creamer because the coconut powder can be like a great yeah. substitute. So it's super easy to remember to take every day. It's not gonna be like another protein powder in the back of your cabinet. But it, it really was to sort of get this wellness vibe yeah. going. Is that your favorite way to take it, like in your coffee or tea? You know, it's funny. Yes. I, I drink iced black coffee every morning. Like I'm a cold brew girl, even in this weather that I'm in today. Even in New York, in the yeah. snow. It's, it's cold brew to start. But then as my like work day starts, I like love to get like a big cup of tea. And that's when I start to mm -hmm. use it. And for me, what CBD does is really helps with my focus. I can get a little like um, spazzy when it comes to like I sit down, I have so much to do and then how do you focus on just like the one thing as a text is going off and then suddenly, you know, you get another email. So it, I find that when I take it, when I first sit down at my desk, I'm really streamlined and really effective at being productive. How long does it take to feel the effects with the powder form? And how does that differ from maybe some of the other forms? Like, like a a tincture or an oil base that you would put under your tongue? You know, the effects are pretty similar in that, that, or the timing of the effects are pretty similar in that because it's a liquid, right, it's absorbed very easily into the body, yeah. right? So the, the digestion steps don't need to happen. And with the coconut powder, that's our fat. So all CBD products need to be paired with the fat in order to be properly absorbed. So that's why mm -hmm. all the tinctures are either with olive oil or MCT oil or coconut oil. Um, even like the gummies will have some sort of fat compounds in it so that this way your body right. can properly absorb it. So because of the coconut powder, it's equally absorbed. It's just like if you're someone who's going to sip your tea over an hour, then you're getting 
constant small doses of the CBD versus a, a one full shot if you were to use a tincture. And does it last just like how long does it last? If you have your tea in the morning, are you just like good for the day or for the work day? Or do you have it again in the afternoon? It really depends on what your needs are, right? So like <laughs> for the last year, let's just say I think more people have had anxiety yeah. than perhaps before, you know? Safe to say. <laughs> I, I think I could, you know, I don't even need a research study to prove that, right? Yep. <laughs> Anyone who, you know, perhaps might have needed it from the morning, you know, can always benefit from it in the afternoon. For me, just the mornings is more than enough unless I'm having like a massive stressor. You know, so I think it really depends on what your needs are. Like I tend to do most of my work between like 8.30 and noon. And that's when I get like the biggest drink. And then the rest of the day is just like catching back up, responding on things that I missed. But I, I really work on that hard focus for those hours. And that's where the tea works best for me. So it would be totally fine to take it in the afternoon is what you're saying. If you did feel like you needed like another. Absolutely. You know, and a lot of people prefer to take it at night. Um, so it can help them sleep or sort of de-stress. And I've had a lot of my patients replace that like 5 p.m. glass of wine with a cup of tea made with daily habit. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, for us, so many people think that wine like helps them fall asleep and have better quality sleep. And it's actually not the case. And so there's a lot of positive benefits. So not only are you not having that a couple hundred calories worth of alcohol, by having the CBD, you're then also not going to start eating a certain way because you're drinking alcohol. And then your sleep quality is better. So it's it's a real win-win for a lot of our patients and a lot of our customers at Daily Habit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And what you said at the beginning about some of your clients that have like eating habits or like emotional eating or overeating or whatever, like cravings and that kind of thing. That's really interesting because it's one of like the myths, right, of CBD and that it comes from cannabis and like the munchies and all of that. So CBD is not something that's going to make you feel those cravings. Now, I, I have to say, I think I say like CBD will not get, get you high, stoned or give you the munchies. I think I say that probably four times a day. Um, yeah. <laughs> either I'm writing it, you know, responding to customers or, um, you know, saying it on a podcast or somewhere. You know, there's... Cannabis is like one big umbrella, and there's two main parts of cannabis. One is what we know as traditional marijuana, you know, properly mm -hmm. called actual cannabis, right? And then the other one is hemp. The only difference between those two plants is the amount of THC. And THC is what gets you high or stoned and has all the movies made out, you know, about it, you know, like very much like the Cheech and Chong. And, um, so hemp and marijuana are separate plants. They're, yeah. So hemp and cannabis are both under the cannabis, yeah. you know, genre or umbrella, I like to call it. And the only difference is the amount of THC. So for something mm. to be legally called hemp, it can only have 0.3% THC or less. So it's super small amount. And even if you were to consume an entire container yeah. of my product, you know, you're still not going to get stoned or high. It's impossible. So, um, you know, it's the cool thing is, though, that those tiny amounts of THC that will be found in what's called a full spectrum CBD, which means you've got all the compounds of the plant, actually make CBD more effective. Mm. So don't shy away from seeing that there might be a tiny percentage of THC because that just helps the CBD to work even better. But you still wouldn't feel it, even if it does. So full spectrum does have, you said 0.3%. Or less. Is that like a standard across the board? 100%, yep. So you can, okay. it cannot be called hemp. So if it had 0.4 or anything, or 0.31, then it's considered a traditional marijuana plant. 
Gotcha. So, yeah, hemp is only only made from the 0.3% um, or less. So, you know, sometimes yeah. our, our tests come back like super minute amounts of THC. Sometimes they're non-detectable. But I like to work only with full spectrum because I find it the most effective. If I'm someone who has actual physical pain, like say my, like my hands, I feel like I'm having, I'm young, but I'm going to have arthritis. Like my hands are hurting, especially today because it's cold. I, like my joints are achy. So I have like a topical CBD salve that I put on my hands. Is that more effective, the same amount of effective than taking mm-hmm. like daily habit where it's a powder that I would have in the morning? Like would that still help me with that specific pain or when would you use like a topical versus not? They're both. I am a huge fan of topicals in general and whether it's topical CBD or topical, you know, with higher levels of THC. THC is really effective for pain. Yeah. So a topical product with THC, which I know you can get based out of Colorado, um, is actually really beneficial. Um, I use a really like good quality salve on my kids. My older daughter is a competitive figure skater. So she is bumped and bruised all the time and so like as soon as she comes off the ice and I see her like limping or grabbing at her knee or something like I'm taking out like my green cream and I'm rubbing it all over and like she laughs and like says that I make her smell from it but it's really effective um and so I think for you you'd probably have a more instant relief using the topical because it's sort of hitting that exact area but long term to really affect um, and target that inflammation and ingestible would be really beneficial. Yeah. And you can take that every day. Like, would you ever recommend taking a break? Like, would that ever be necessary to, to not have it daily? Yeah. You know, I think it's always great to take a break from your vitamins, your supplements, as well as, you know, your CBD products. I think it's really important to know how your body is doing without the products. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about CBD is that it's not sort of reducing your pain just by not letting you feel it, right? So it's not masking pain, right? It's actually fixing the pain from the inside out, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's targeting something called your endocannabinoid system, which has receptors meant to be receiving uh, components from the, the cannabis you know, world. And so those, it basically helps your body like reset itself. And so it may not fix you, but it can help sort of like rejigger what's going on in your system to be causing the systematic pain and the systemic pain in your hands. Yeah. So you might realize like after a couple of days off of it that the pain doesn't return. Hmm. And so that whatever is off kilter or whatever that inflammation was coming from has sort of been addressed at the root cause by the CBD. That's interesting. I love that. <laughs> I did not know that it was, yeah, that it's kind of like actively healing and not just, it's not like a Tylenol, that it's just like making you feel better for the moment. Exactly. And that's what's so cool. And it works as an adaptogen. So like when you take your, if you, let's just say my product or any, you know, high quality CBD, when you take it, we can take the same exact dose at the same exact time and we're going to have completely different results. And that's mm-hmm. because it's going to go in your body where your body needs it to go. And in mind where it needs to go. And we're yeah. two completely different humans. So we're going to have very different results. And so for me, it might just be like, okay, my shoulders can go down instead of like wearing them up as earrings, you know, because I'm so yeah. stressed all the time. Like for you, you might realize you can wake up and use your hands easier, or, you know, to, no matter what the weather is. Um, and then for other people, it can really affect them in a positive way mentally or their sleep quality. So it's, it's so interesting what a vast range of issues that CBD can help. Um, 
And it's all because of the system we already have in our body. It's, it's like shocking to me that we haven't been using it like for our entire lives to begin with. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is it legal everywhere? I don't even know. I know it's legal here and I know it's legal. I think it's legal in Kansas now. That's where I'm originally from. But I don't know if it's legal everywhere. So federally, CBD derived from hemp, so that it has that, that minute amount of THC only, is yeah. legal across the United States. Specific states, however, might have their own decision makers, right, when it comes to the mm-hmm. policies. But federally, we are fully legal. It would be great if it was available, like, across the board. And, yeah, it is interesting that it's not been utilized more. But, you know, you hear these conversations coming up more and more often, and people are kind of doing their own like research and, and testing it out with that. Like I have looked for CBD and I have like topicals and I've tried some other products as well. But when I'm looking, I don't know what to look for. Cause I've heard, I've read articles that are like, this could be really bad for you. And I'm like, I don't really know what to look for. So what can you look for when you're shopping around and what would you want to steer clear of? Sure. So I have, I have a couple of criteria that that's like my rules. So that was my rules for creating my own product. And then, yeah. you know, there, there are times where my product is not the right supplement for people. So for my husband, he likes it in his morning coffee because it works, you know, as a non-dairy creamer and he feels good from it, but he needs severe pain relief. And so ours is much more of a targeted wellness relief. So for him, you know, he takes capsules. So, you know, again, it's not one product meets everyone's needs that way. Right. Um, And he just needs massive doses and mine would just be a waste to use. Um, But the criteria that I look for, one is that it's made from organic hemp. So it doesn't have to have like a USDA, you know, logo on it, like that it was, you know, that it has that organic label because it's it's very difficult Mm -hmm. to get. But anyone who's working with organic hemp is going to show at some point either on the box or on their website that they're working with organically grown hemp. The reason for that is that hemp is a bio uh, biomodulator, which basically means that it sucks out all the toxins and dirt, which is great because we can use hemp to clean up, you know, damaged soil, but I don't want to be eating or consuming that hemp, right? So clean right. soil gives you clean hemp. Um, so that's why I prefer the organic, you know, the organically grown. And that's why I also prefer, you know, made in America or farmed in America for the hemp as well, because then you can kind of also know what the regulations are around the word organic um, and it's trustworthy. Another thing is I always recommend full spectrum. You know, we talked about that a little at the beginning. I think full spectrum is really the way to go. If you're really yeah. afraid of THC or you're someone who needs to take drug tests, you know, for your work or for whatever reason, then you can use something called a broad spectrum. So that means that it has all the other components of the plant, just zero THC. So that's the difference between broad and full spectrum. Full yeah. spectrum would have that minute percentage of THC and then broad would have none. Yeah. yeah. So it'll have everything but the THC. Right. And then there's like, there's a CBD isolate, which just has CBD. But for the most part, I will always recommend a full spectrum. And then last, you want a company that's transparent. Right. And so if you go to their website and you should be able to see some sort of third party analysis, you, you want to see testing is getting done on the product you're consuming. So you, there's something called a COA, which is certificate of analysis or third-party lab testing, or they'll say something like a laboratory assay. Even if you don't understand what any of it means, a company that's willing to share it normally has nothing to hide, right? So like if I was embarrassed about our COA, it's not gonna be up on my website, but I'm proud of our COA and I'm proud of all our labs. So it's 
proves that what you're consuming is what I'm claiming. Because I've seen I've seen that language like tested by third party, but then there's no information. So should I be skeptical of a company that says they're third party tested but doesn't share? So either that they don't share or they don't have some sort of link on their website to request it, I think is really important. Um, yeah. You know, like to me, that would be shady. Like to say we're third party tested and then you can't see the test results. I, I mean, you know, I can also say yeah. that, you know, I'm a six foot tall supermodel, you know, like it's like whatever you want. Um, So I, you know, any sort of transparency because there is so much um, dysregulation and it's still like such a gray area as the laws are constantly changing. You know, it's so much that like I have, you know, my attorney like on speed dial to always make sure that we're up to date with all the laws. Um, You just want a transparent company. So that was a lot, but basically you want organically grown in the U.S., you want um, a transparent company and you want full spectrum. Those are the three requirements in a nutshell. And is it safe to, if you get like a pen, like we've, we hear about vaping and how that's not the best for your lungs. Is that safe to do in the realm of CBD? You, you know, this is really tricky. So the problem that came up in the last couple of years about vaping was that in the cartridges were really harmful things. Right. Yeah. You know, as a dietitian and like this wellness, you know, uh, expert, recommending smoking or vaping just like sort of doesn't feel natural to me. Yeah. That said, for people suffering with severe chronic issues, right? Sometimes vaping or smoking, especially when it comes to traditional cannabis, is the most effective way to get relief. So I think for the average CBD user, there's no reason to vape. Mm-hmm. You know, I think most most people using CBD aren't sort of in those crutch crutch moments of, of panic or pain um, or debilitating issues. Because that would be quicker than a tincture, right? Because you're just absorbing it quicker. There's nothing faster than smoking it. Yeah. Um, but I, I really would save that for like, you know, my husband who has his, you know, in New York, it's, you still have to get a prescription for medical marijuana. Like that's important for him. Um, like for someone like me, there's just no reason why I would need to smoke anything. Um, I'd much rather drink my tea or, you know, take a capsule or something like that. I mean, I guess it would be safer to just use another form, especially if like, if a company is reputable in their CBD, but then like, there's like a whole nother layer that you might have to research if it's in a a vape pen or something like looking at those cartridges. Yeah. And you know, I'm not an expert on what goes in the vape pens. It was something about like the vitamin E oxidizing and that turning really dangerous. Um, but I also see vaping as like a very, whether it may not be addictive, it's a very habit forming behavior. Yeah. And so, you know, even if it's just a CBD, it's very easy to just sort of keep bringing it up to your mouth. And Mm -hmm. I I don't think people would do the same when they're taking a gummy or scooping a powder or even taking a tincture. So there's nothing wrong with using extra CBD, but I think it's a waste of money. Um, yeah. To use it if, if it's actually not necessary. So that habit with vaping, um, and I see it especially with like the younger, you know, kids, like whether it's, right. you know, in the 20 year olds where vaping is still for whatever reason, super cool. Um, you know, it, it just, it's always in their hands. And I, and for me, when I have something in my hand, that's going to be going to my mouth regularly. Um, yeah. It's just like something to do. Yeah. I mean, that's why I drink tea all the time. You know, it's just, it's an easy habit to deal with. People are always wondering what to do with their hands. Mm-hmm. So if you have something like that, yeah, that makes total yeah. sense. Because I know people use that if they're trying to quit smoking or something because of that. Like they're so used to having that habit and then it's hard to to like just quit cold turkey. So it'll do something like that. But 
Yeah. What do you think some of the biggest myths are with CBD that are still maybe not talked about as much? I mean, there's the myth that like you will get high or that it is like not safe, but are there any other myths out there that you hear regularly? You know, I think it's less about that. Well, I think one myth about CBD that's out there is that it's like the miracle cure, right? And I think that this is the problem when it comes to like, whether it's influencers talking, you know, about products they're representing or people yeah. who are representing a CBD company that's an MLM, which I'm very against. Mm -hmm. um, because what you're having are people who are not qualified making these claims, right? And so like, as I said, like I work with my lawyer, I, I have never said a statement about what CBD can do that has not been vetted by my attorneys because I will never get myself in trouble. We are so regulated. And it's like crazy to me, like when you see like, you know, advertisements for like, you know, prescription medications on TV. And yet like, I can't say certain things about CBD that are studied and, and researched, but it's not gonna fix every single issue. Right. So like my husband uses it for quality of life, but he's still in pain. Right. And like you yeah. can use the salve and everything on your hands and it might fix the underlying issue to a point, but you still have arthritis in your hands at the end of the day. And, you know, and yeah. so I think that for people who say this cured me of cancer or this cured me of this and using the word cure in relation to CBD, I think it, it does something bad on all of our ends, you know, it's like, because then I have someone try Daily Habit, which is an incredibly strong and effective product. And they're expecting a miracle, you know, within two seconds, and it just doesn't work that way. Right. So most of the time for people trying CBD for the first time, it takes a full week of regular use in order to get those receptors like awake again, they're pretty dormant if you haven't been using cannabis products. So, you know, the more you use it, like for me, I'm a regular user of CBD. I can feel within a couple of sips of my tea that it's starting to happen. But when I first started after years of never touching anything from the plant, besides like eating hemp seeds and yogurt, which has no CBD in it, um, I, you know, I felt nothing for the first couple of weeks. It took a while to like reactivate um, my body's receptors. So... And now what do you feel? Like when you're saying that you can drink your tea and you start to feel it a little bit, like what does that feel like? Or what would you say to someone who's like, I don't, this isn't doing anything. I'm not feeling anything. Sure. So for me, I start like, there's like a, a feeling of like well-being, you know, like a couple of steps. And look, I'm drinking a hot drink to begin with, you know, and it's tea and yeah. down. It feels good anyway. So I'm not going to deny that part. But knowing that my CBD is in there, I'm telling you, I really don't even, I'm not even aware that my shoulders are higher until I start drinking it and they start to lower. You know, I wasn't aware that I had 74 tabs open on my <laughs> desktop, which is quite possible most mornings. Until I start drinking, I'm like, wait, this is streamlined time. These are my five hours of like, you know, major work before I have to go get my kids and get stuff done. You know, it, it, it really sort of clicks on for me that way. Um, mm -hmm. you know, but for someone to just take it once and be like, oh, I felt nothing, it's not going to do anything. And then oftentimes the feelings are so subtle that after like a couple of weeks of using it, if you take a break from it, you might feel like the absence of things, you know, like, like you realize that you weren't feeling stressed. You weren't overeating. Sleep wasn't an, you know, a, an issue for you. So it's, it's subtle which to me is, is what I look for, right? I, I don't want something to change me, like, you know, do a full 180. I mean, you got stuff to do. You don't want something that's going to, like, alter your mind or make you feel tired or anything else. Exactly. Yeah. 
That makes a lot of sense. Is there any other myths that you run into? I don't think there's other myths, but it's still the stigma. You know, there's still this... Or misunderstandings. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's still like the stigma associated with like uh, being a, a working mom in the cannabis space. You know, like right away when someone asks me what I do for a living, they're like, oh, you know, like, and yet, and like even indulging like in traditional cannabis is like almost like taboo still. And yet no one has a problem saying, oh, I had three margaritas last night, you know? So it's like, yeah. for me as someone that like, I, alcohol is just not of interest. Like I just don't care about alcohol. I'd much rather either have like yeah. <laughs> some sugar or you know, some yeah. traditional <laughs> cannabis. It's, it's it's like funny, the stigmas. And so like, you know, I have all these friends, you know, that my daughter's kids, you know, my daughter's friends, parents, they have no problem going out drinking. They can even say they were drunk or hungover. But if I mention working in the cannabis world or using, you know, recreational cannabis when we're in Massachusetts or um, CBD, it's sort of like, ooh, Brooke is so edgy, <laughs> you know? And that I find really frustrating. Yeah, I that was one of my questions too, because, you know, you've got, you took the course to be a certified cannabis practitioner and that sounds different (laughs) than like someone who's really educated about how these plants can help us. So what does it not mean to be a cannabis practitioner? Like what is that not? And what does it mean to have that? And what is it like, what are people misunderstanding about that? Sure. So I'm not like a dealer. (laughs) Um, Let's just put that out there. I'm not doing like deliveries in a dark van or on a bike around the city. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Which it's amazing what people think. Yeah. But the the truth is, is that what I was trained to do is that I could work with patients who have their medical marijuana prescription in New York City and help them find the right product for them. If you go into a dispensary, whether it's, you know, a medical or, you know, um, a recreational one, there are so many options and it can be really overwhelming. And sometimes people don't want to share their private health conditions with the people at the dispensaries, which is a shame because they, well, I've actually only met people who are incredibly helpful at all the dispensaries yeah. I've been to. But so I can sort of help weed, weed through, no pun intended, um, <laughs> you know, all of the products out there and help them find what's right for them. I do a lot less of that than I thought I would um, because I really fell in love with CBD and, and launched Daily Habit, you know, shortly after becoming certified. Um, so I focused more in the CBD world than in the, the traditional cannabis world. As a marketer, I feel like a lot of that is marketing too, that like, you know, you see CBD products that still have, that are marketed as cannabis products, or they look like they could be with like the big leaf and, you know, some of the like the old school marketing that you see in some other dispensaries and same with dispensaries themselves. Like there are some that it's just a different crowd <laughs> that you might have to like just shop around and find one that makes you feel comfortable because they are there. You know, I've been to ones that are that feel more like a doctor's office where you have to like check in and then there's other ones that are very different, just a different crowd. You know, we, we have a place in Massachusetts and there were three dispensaries within like 15 minutes of our house. And the, the irony is like there's not even a supermarket within 15 minutes of our house, but there's three yeah. dispensaries. And they are incredibly well designed. They have the most informative staff. Like they really are these great wellness centers that actually just focus on cannabis. And they have great CBD products as well as traditional marijuana. So it really is amazing. Um, But yes, there's definitely like the seedy ones that are not, you know, 
yeah. a great feeling to go in. But I, I have to say, I have not been into any of those probably <laughs> since before things were legal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to because there are plenty of other ones exactly. out there. Yeah. It's exciting to see this industry kind of pick up and be able to help so many people in so many different ways. Like, like you mentioned, it's kind of like the catch-all. It can help with so many different things, whether it's like physical pain or mental health in general and just like having that support in your day-to-day can be so helpful especially right now I I mean we can all take all the support we can get right yeah yeah and I love that you can mix it with like your coffee or tea or like if you're a shake person like there's so many different things that you can do specifically with daily habit so that's awesome thank you okay cool I have like three questions that I ask all my guests at the end here before we wrap things up So the first one is, what is something you do that makes you feel like your best self? You know, I think it's actually probably changed in the the last year. I have to say reading a book, you know, like a true pleasure book um, is the best feeling for me ever. It gets me off of my devices. It gets me away from work. And even though it's on a Kindle, like it just, I'm a happier person when I'm reading more. Yeah. And reading just for fun. I think sometimes in the wellness world, like I'm guilty of it too, of like, oh, I got to read this book so I can learn how to do this better. Or, you know, I'm not necessarily reading for pleasure all the time. So I hear you on that. Exactly. What do you do to find inspiration when you're feeling uninspired? I have to say my kids. Um, My oldest daughter is 12. She's officially cooler than I am. (laughs) Um, and like, she is very unhappy with my social media at the moment. She wants to do like, you know, like she's learned everything she needs to know from TikTok. Um, but so my, my oldest daughter especially is really sort of, um, major inspiration for me and she's much more creative than I am. So she's been, um, the last like year and a half has sort of been like my little buddy with this stuff. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if there's anyone that can teach you about social media, it's going to be someone in that age range. Exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, and the last one is, what piece of advice do you have that if we all followed, we'd all be better off? I think, you know, don't be defined by, like, what you can't do is really important. Um, You know, I'm so lucky that I've taken a lot of career pivots because I've been inspired by something versus like telling myself stay in my own lane, right? Like I had a successful practice, why leave it, right? And I was like, yeah. no, I can't launch a new business. How do I do this? I have children and uh, you know, a mortgage and you know, expenses. But I, I sort of went for it. And so I think being defined by things that you can do, and so the idea yeah. of labeling myself as like a risk taker is kind of crazy, but it's, it's true and it makes me feel um, more like emboldened to like try more things. And I think it makes me a better human and a better um, example for my kids. Cool. Well, where can everyone find you and can they order online? We we can ship to all 50 states. Yes. So yeah, you can order online at dailyhabitcbd.com and find us online at, at dailyhabitcbd on Instagram as well. right that's it for this week's episode everyone thank you so much for listening i hope you learned a little bit more about cbd Um, maybe this is something you can incorporate into your lifestyle if you haven't already and let me know if that's the case for you i'm curious what your thoughts are on cbd if you think it's like totally normal if you're still on the fence about it if you think it works if you think it doesn't i'm so curious come find me on instagram at the tea please podcast on instagram already said that. I'd love to chat with you. Send me a DM. I love getting to know you. 
All right, I will catch you in the next one.